0: The Birds, thats our word. Brought to you by Great Value Canela Oil. More on that later. <laughs> we're actually in studio today. We're not—I'm not drunk, but we have been drinking. And I was like, "Wait a minute—we're already done with our 12-pack already."
1: Our 12-pack fast.
0: Yeah, I think it had more to do with the fact that we were eating a bunch. That <laughs> of—I think that probably dampened it. A lot of deep-fried stuff. Um, deep fry
1: all the things So
0: let's talk about that first Because that's the most important thing That's been happening Absolute, <laughs> recently. Absolutely So um, so thank you for all the people who shop at Shop.Lulberts.com uh, You helped me afford Amongst a few other things A deep fryer <laughs> Which is going to be like Horrible for my diet later on But um, I felt it necessary to at least try Deep fried White Castle once in my life it was beautiful. Everything about it was absolutely beautiful. We made some tempura batter. I
1: honestly don't even think I've tasted anything more succulent in my entire life.
0: Yeah, just wait until we get into some other things to deep fry. So, what did we deep fry? Um, so, I made some tempura batter, and the plan was to make some pancake batter, and so we can do some deep fried Oreos. But I got impatient, and I was like, "We'll just tempura batter." <laughs> so we had some Oreo tempura. <laughs> Phenomenal. And I was laughing the entire time I was making it. I was like, I'm just going to do this. I just started laughing. He was like, what are you laughing at?
1: <laughs> he was laughing at the epic gloriousness of the deep fried Oreo. Yeah, it was beautiful. And even after, as he took bite. After bite. As he started eating his own fingers because they tasted <laughs> they tasted. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. No. Uh. It was glorious.
0: So we started out with, with, with chicken wings because they were easy to make real quick. Um, and I already know how to prep chicken wings. So I made those. I made a uh, lemon pepper and then a really spicy kind of typical buffalo wings. And those were really good. And then we were like, okay, let's get into some spe- experimentation. Made some tempura batter. Deep fried. <laughs> deep fried White Castle. Oh, my God. It was so
1: glorious in every single way. Oh, with the lemon pepper on it? Oh, God. You're spoiling it. <laughs> so we, we... All I can say is Jim came twice, <laughs> and there were frequent trips to his bedroom and loud pounding on the wall. I am still I'm not...
0: physically attached to my underwear, <laughs> glued to my underwear. <laughs> there goes 50% of our dance. No, I'm just kidding. Uh <laughs> So it's what like, happened was we I made, sh- I, made, I made I made like the first little – because I bought the frozen one. We have a White Castle You're
1: here. You're going to make Sav Sue pissed off. Man. I know. Right?
0: <laughs> we have a White Castle in Las Vegas. It's like the only one this side of the Mississippi. I think the closest one besides the one that's here in Vegas is all the way out in – It's like Kansas, right? Or- no, no Missouri. It's in St. Louis. I think it's the closest one we get. Oh, actually, you're then right. then you get some into Chicago and then the East Actually, Coast. there's a shit ton of Chicago. I, yeah. I've been to Chicago once or twice and saw. Yeah. And I was like, I want the frozen ones because I think the fact that they're frozen. Because if you make uh, mozzarella sticks, you want them frozen when you deep fry them. So I was like, okay, maybe the same thing. And I was like, no, no, no. It's better to nuke them first. But. So next time we'll try it with actual White Castle. So we tried the, we tried the fried ones. Or the the frozen ones and deep fried those and there was, it was beautiful. And then the next batch, I was like, "Hey, do you we still have some lemon pepper, <laughs> <sauce> <laughs> in in the uh, in the in the bowl?" And we I just I tossed both of them in there and it was glorious. We had Actually, a deep fried pickle. I, eh, yeah. And The pickle was alright. I like deep fried pickles, but uh, I think you need to have the the, be, the best
1: t- of the two. Like the Oreo was really good. The White Castle, well, it brought many tears to my eye. Yeah, because I never tasted something, so I repeat myself. But succulent, I think the one that really amazed me the most was the temp- the
0: Oreo tempura. <laughs> that was the one that really shocked me the most. Like it wasn't as good as the White Castle. I'm telling you, like,
1: but if we were to, if you were to, maybe if you, you, know, you did say earlier you had an aversion to powdered sugar. I mean, maybe if you, oh no, no. But okay, but we didn't have any. Maybe we do the deep fried Oreo again, throw in some powdered sugar, kind of, kind of like um, fry bread, right? Yeah, yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. Some honey, that would be good. Yeah, that would because you know, make your own your there, yeah. own, you make your own type uh, of fry bread Oreo. You see what I'm saying? and yeah. then Powdered sugar and honey.
0: See, I I don't I don't mind powdered sugar. It's just like if, if of all the different types of sugar there is powdered sugar is on the bottom of my list but it's still good it's very, just very i would much rather good. have granuled sugar but most of all i love brown sugar
1: brown sugar is phenomenal and
0: before you call me a cuck <laughs> <brown sugar.
1: laughs> you know I, I wasn't even going i actually <laughs> i was thinking quite literal saying you literally like brown sugar because yes i do as well and i use i tend to use it in a lot of my ale recipes thick molasses molasses too but and then i'm like oh yeah that that's right. It can be used as a sexual reference. <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Each yep. their own. I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and also we're drinking Firestone. We got like, the variety pack, so it has like Union Jack, Easy Jack, it's got a Pale, pale Fifty One. Yeah. I think we're out of the other ones.
1: Pale Thirty One.
0: Yeah, a lot of IPAs, and I was like, ah, oh, we'll get that because you don't, you're not a big fan of Stone.
1: You're, well, you kind of Stone. I'll let it, you explain. Yeah. Well, what's there to explain? I love Eric and Bastard because it's a dark stout. I love stouts, and I'm not necessarily a fan of IPAs. I mean, I'm not a fan of Big Hops. So uh, Big Hop? Like big Pharma? <laughs> yeah. Big Unicode? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the Big Unicode later. Uh, <laughs> that's a deep story. But anyways, um, I want you to talk about Something that's kind of really like – because at first I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of interesting, whatever. And I kind of blew it off like, okay, it's just a big joke. But the, the, the more I'm kind of seeing all this stuff come out, I'm really, really fascinated by this as a possible viable thing. And if it's going to be a viable thing, it needs to stop having a joke name. <laughs> <laughs> that's f- fourth wave menonism.
1: <laughs> God, I meant this to be a joke and it – it, it's it's become, turning
0: out to be actually something beautiful. Something. <laughs> yes, it is. So explain what it is, because you're the one that invented it. All right, so, maybe. No, I did. Okay. Well, I mean, like you. <laughs> the, the, I'm sure this, there may have been someone serious pro- promoting it before you did, and then you were joking around, thinking, not even knowing that that
1: existed. Well, and that's true because I just possible. I thought of this because I'm like, well. Why not take the aspects? Because there was a point where I kind of adhered—not necessarily adhered—but I was kind of reading into like the MRAs, the you know, men going or MGTOW and all that. And there was a point saying, "Well, why not?" The obvious, the logical conclusion of all this is that men are still going to want sex. I know this, and you know, and that's why prostitution has always been a thing and always will be a thing, no matter how illegal they make it. It's yeah, regardless, it stays around. I Send, think, like sends in a lot the, of
0: Islamic countries, like the punishment for prostitution is like beheading, and it still exists. It's still very prevalent
1: because you're not going to get rid of yeah. men and women's base instincts. One is survival, and two is pleasure.
0: Yeah, the the oldest profession is the oldest profession for a very good reason.
1: <laughs> right, and so I thought because I, I there was at some point where I, f- I flirted with futurism or just the idea of you know how far mankind will go when developing AI. And as the the page suggests, I just combine the diff, you know, the two factors. I'm like, well, guys who say who are tired of whether it be third wave feminism or the way the current culture is and the way they. What is third wave feminism? Uh, you don't want to ask me for that. You should <laughs> a, you should ask our local our, our resident feminist MK Lords as to what the literal I, definition is, because I'm not gonna.
0: I think it's it's kind of more of an outsider perspective because I see the first wave what they consider to be first wave, the first group of feminists who were – who actually had very legitimate grievances. Like they were outcasted from society. They weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to own property. They weren't allowed to have banking accounts, all that sort of thing. And they were kind of saying like, no, we want women's suffrage. We want to be able to vote. We want to have – be able to own property, et cetera, et cetera, or land. And so they got their way and then this then allegedly then there was like another group of that came around, and they were kind of more pushing towards like the uh, abolition of kind of like gender roles in the house, which is the woman stays at home, takes care of the kids or housemakers, and then the men go off, and they're the bread makers and then that led to third wave allegedly third third wave feminism, which is more about like f- I don't
1: know the entire (laughs) I was going to say suggest maybe the entire emancipation of woman from man.
0: Yeah, but there's a there's a lot of weird stuff. But what I think it is like there's a group of there's a group of ideologies that people would lump in together as one for each one of those three. But at the end of the day, they're all kind of distinct and have their own kind of flavors. It's like like, you know, how communists have like there's no two communists that believe in the same thing. (laughs) They're all little snowflakes. Like none of them can be like, "Oh, I'm just an anarcho-communist." They're like, "No, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm an egoist transhumanist."
1: <laughs> well, there there was. I mean, con- even maybe MK could shed more light on this, but I would say even within third wave, whatever current formation of feminism there is, there's different camps because there are even feminists who are feminists, but yet they're railing against the extreme third wave feminists. That you're seeing today. Yeah, I, I just
0: I just kind of don't like that term because it's. Well, the
1: term has become pejorative in a lot yeah, of circles. Yeah, yeah. So. That's, what,
0: that's the problem I have with it because it's like there are quote unquote third wave feminists that I think most people who will consider themselves anti feminists would agree with most of what they say. Take, for example, um, well, Christina Hoff Summers. Right. She kind of came in on that ladder. She came
1: in, like, I'd say she'd promote herself, maybe I'd be corrected, but promotes herself more as second wave than third wave because she realizes herself. That the third wave labels become a pejorative, but
0: is it like ska?
1: <laughs> because, maybe, maybe because I don't even know these days. Because here is
0: the thing with ska, like, and I am gonna. This is kind of an analogy, and correct me if I am wrong, but and I, and I know that proof and analogy is a different is, is not correct, but I, I love using it because it's a good it's a good idea to kind of like to have people s- step back from something that they're not totally invested in. So ska, uh, there was like three. At the, uh, I don't, I'm sure there's a, probably another one by now, uh, but I haven't been following it. So the first wave of Ska came from Jamaica, and it was like the precursor to to reggae. Like reggae kind of branched off from Ska. But it was kind of like, we're, we're like, okay, we're going to have this upbeat music, and then instead of having the, the emphasis on the down note, we're going to have it on the up note. So everything seems uppy and happy. And that... And that led to not only reggae, but a uh, second wave ska, which kind of took off in, in uh, Europe, mostly in Britain. And that was kind of like the specials. Well, originally, Bob Marley and the Wailers were a ska band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they then they found Rastafarianism, and then they kind of turned into reggae. Uh, not kind of. They really did. And then promoted it. But then this – and what else? Like who else? Prince Buster –
1: do you realize how far we've come from
0: fourth yeah. wave militanism? Follow, follow me here. Follow me here. There's a train that's the train is coming. And no, it's not the Trump train. Um, so the the second wave was you like I say it's a third Reich train out here. Cuz that's just be bad. <laughs> the cattle carts. The, follow follow the cattle carts here. So <laughs> the second wave came out of like out of Britain and it was kind of like the specials um, you know and those kind of bands
1: Would social d
0: Social D would, would be, be a part more of third wave. Okay. So, so that that was really popular in the '80s, and then it kind of fell off in the late '80s. Uh, the, the, well, I which, think.
1: Oh, Oingo Boingo. Oingo, cause, Oingo cause Boingo they, had influences because they, they incorporated some ska so, elements into their some. insanity.
0: It's kind of like saying, uh, "No effects of ska because they have they had at one point some ska leanings, <laughs> some ska songs." Until they've made the song, we don't play Ska anymore because it sucks. Uh, then the third wave came in the '90s, like kind of like the mid to late '90s, and that was like real big fish, the Aquabats, Mighty Mighty Boston, Mighty Mighty Boston. And that wasn't a I, even when I was into Ska, That was well, about the time but that I was into. Then, it.
1: Even then, from like the late, I'd say like the late '88, '89 to '90s, mm-hmm. even there was a divergence from Ska. So you had the pure ska, and then you had ska core, were more mixed punk and ska.
0: Yeah, kind of like Voodoo Gold Skulls and stuff.
1: Op Ivy, Voodoo Gold Skulls. Right. Well, Op Ivy was eighties. Well, right. Late. They were
0: taking their stuff from second wave.
1: Right, and they, but, <laughs> but but they were also <laughs> but, incorporating. But here is mean, my
0: point. So people would say that something like a band like Hepcat would be considered third wave ska, not because the, even though the style that they played was more like the traditional version of. Um, yeah, let me get that for you. Thank you, massa. <laughs> Racist. But people would say that Hepcat, even yes. though they sound more like traditional ska, and that's the kind of sound they were going for, they'd be still cons- counted as third wave ska because just because of the period they were in. So the question is, as my analogy goes, <laughs> drawing back to what we were talking about, is. Is Christina Hoff Summers the hep
1: cat? (laughs) We still have to jump even further back. Yeah, so is is she the hep cat
0: of of feminism?
1: I would say yes, because the most exposure that she's gotten, I would say, is during... um, Mostly
0: from MRAs and stuff. That's that's her primary audience.
1: Correct. But I think her biggest exposure, at least... um, Media-wise, would have been the dangerous tour with Milo.
0: Oh, let me me correct that. She's more popular with anti-feminists than she is with feminists, not just MRAs. Because MRA is just one subsection.
1: Yeah. Actually, I would say (laughs) it's weird because you could say that she's an anti-feminist feminist. feminist. So I would say she would promote maybe – she definitely promotes second wave, maybe third wave, up to a certain extent, and then just completely disavow the rest. Okay.
0: And so – Fourth wave Menonism is kind of a pun on the whole that uh, absolutely thing. the whole thing is a giant pun. Menonism is a pun, and I've 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 I've, I've called Molyneux of <laughs> Mennonist too, and then it turned out like no oh no that's actually a term that people were mm. throwing around long before then. I was like oh okay
1: Menonism actually would, is a legitimate movement in some circles. I'm gonna say a, a, a tiny. I would standard. say the MRAs are meninists.
0: Well, okay, so take Because the de- they're basically, they're the feminists, but they're, instead of being feminist-focused, so, uh, they're being men-focused.
1: Right. And, and you know, the men rights movement, they they have legitimate concerns, mm-hmm. legitimate claims. Yeah. But because, you know, the way maybe society or culture as a whole kind of views men as... A, as disposable. Disposable subspecies, you know, below women, regardless their claims are going to get laughed at.
0: Okay. So the so correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. So the so fourth wave is kind of saying like screw both of them. Screw the quote-unquote third feminists. Screw the Meninists. Screw all that stuff. This is what's really important now. And it started out as a joke, but it seems like it's actually kind of taking root with like more people. They just may not know of the, term <laughs> you, the, the term joke of- term that you've made that's you, now are just sort of like well, this is viable. <laughs> so the fourth wave Meninism is – this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to explain it, and you're the one that invented it, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, okay? <laughs> so the fourth wave of is saying, like, forget all the grievances that women have. Forget all the grievances that menonists have, or MRAs and MGTOWs. Forget all that. What really is important is that men and women can finally coexist in peace because men don't have to try to figure out a way to get what they want out of women and women don't have to try to figure out what they want to get out of men so long as men can have the ability to have access to things like technology in order to satisfy their sexual needs, especially, like, in terms of AI sex bots and robots and stuff like that. And I guess women can do the same thing as well because I guess
1: the- – Well, no, the, the way it is, you know, you explained it perfectly. But my idea was that I did not see necessarily just, just – fourth wave menism was a complete pun off third wave feminism. That was just my little joke because I imagine what a fourth wave would be like, and I knew Mennonism was a thing in in small circles, so I decided to, to you know pun it. Okay, mm-hmm. but there is if this actually progresses and and be becomes more of a reality, I do not see the reason why both men and women will have their own bots with their own unique preferences, with their own unique sexual tastes, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, because it ultimately. Without even realizing it, it's a very ego egotistical perspective in the sterner sense. Egoistic, egoistic. Yeah, ego. Yeah, no. Okay, two different different definitions. Correct.
0: Because God would be an egotist. Right. Egotist.
1: (laughs) But regardless, it is ultimately what the individual individual wants. Mm -hmm. If and that's not saying that there are people who will go and actually want to be with another, say, human or another woman a, a live woman and actually create a family yeah there are still people who are genetically predispositioned to that there mm-hmm. are others however the outliers Which, by the
0: way like i'm more than happy with if you if you're one of these people who like forget libertines i just want to create my own family and that's the way it should be like by all means go breed let the libertines kind of die off at least if if it is genetic i don't think it is i think it's just completely
1: i think it's cultural i think it's it's, it's cultural it's a learn. it's a learned trait
0: yeah, and I don't think it's passed on through genetics. It is maybe it'll be passed on through like learning. There is some genetic components to it that are really important, but well, that's there, So that, so
1: that is saying that I did contradict myself earlier. I should have said <laughs> I shouldn't have said genetic because maybe that's the little alt rightish yeah. coming. That, 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 that's kind of peeking its head. But no, I've I realized that more. It is a col- is that a tiki
0: torture holding <laughs> tiki tiki, tiki? Go ahead.
1: <laughs> tiki tiki. Maybe that should be the theme song of this episode. Ew. Disney would um copyright my video to hell. I'm back <laughs> anyways, moving on, but yeah, i mean it's it's ultimately the idea you go to the, if you go to the Facebook page, it's and I say in the description it's the fusion of you know of what um transhumanism and migtel because what I realized that that a lot of men, especially maybe nerds in Silicon Valley or whatever, since if they can't get laid, they're gonna make their own. And if they make their own, you know, and regardless, that's gonna become oh what is it? It's it's gonna become a thing of its own. It's come its own uh sector of the economy, you know. Whereas what, hookers, uh prostitutes, you know, that is a, a segment of society the whole idea, maybe maybe I, I ripped this off of the human show on the BBC, but, like, you know, the sex robots and brothels will be a thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, I remember the story, and I just Googled it just to make sure that I was right on this. And, yep, it was.
0: So it seems like Silicon Valley has a really big, booming escort service kind of industry going on. A lot of
1: sex work going on there, which is fine. Like, I don't have
0: any problems with it. Well, I
1: was going to say there's a huge industry... <clears throat> In any, I would say there's going to be a huge escort of pros, prostitution industry in any concentrated areas of power. DC is one. DC, oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, D, yeah. the, the, the DC, DC madam. madam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And one. then Silicon number Valley, nine, where another area of power is.
0: Nine? Oh, no, that, that wasn't DC, that was New York. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless,
1: sex work, number I mean, nine. we were talking about earlier. Sex work is the oldest profession in the world yeah. and will continue to be so through all different mechanisms, whether who, it be...
0: Who was that guy that... It was a, It was a New York senator, or it was a senator,
1: or... Talking about Chuck Governor? Schumer?
0: No, 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 no. It was... Um, Are you talking about
1: Spicer, or um, Elliot Spencer? Yeah, no, it's it was, someone, it was Spicer. Like Elliot, Elliot Spicer. Yeah, I think it was one of those. He was, I believe, the Attorney General of New York. He
0: was client number nine. And there was a joke that was running for a quite a long time... Because the Tom a show, if you haven't checked it out, you should go to blowmeuptom.com. It's a really interesting show. Um, Did they you just, just say blow me up? Blowmeuptom.com. Oh, okay. And blow me up is like one of the things that you can tell them to do when you call into the show and be like, all right, thanks, Tom. Blow me up. And they'll be like, here you go. And it plays an explosion. So there's different ways of taking people out, one of which was like the African uh, African dance and they'd play like a little African chant. Um a lot of tasteless ones too, a lot of, and one of the ones that they had for a while was the Elliot Spen- Spes- Spicer, whatever his name is. It's either Elliot Spencer or Spicer. Yeah, and you'd be like, "Take, take me to Elliot Spicer." And you go like, here, you go, and it'd basically play like, um, like moaning noises, like sex noises, while at the same time playing Beatles, uh, number nine <laughs> from the White Album, where it just goes number nine, number nine, because he was client number nine. That was a joke, anyways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You would expect like people with a lot of power. So and uh, and and Silicon Valley does have a lot of power, but you see these kind of people that are coming out of well, a lot of techies, not all of them, but a lot of techies traditionally have been nerdy, kind of not really good with the ladies, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, if you watch Silicon Valley, it's it's a great Mike Judge. I need to see that. Mike Judge is even though. He, you know, he knows nothing about Silicon Valley, but he's created the right parody of it, and you've had a, a, some tech insiders or maybe some, some other Silicon Valley insiders who have said, yes, this, yeah. this is how it is."
0: So here, here has been my problem with the whole thing. Um, like I thought the idea of a real doll was kind of interesting, but at the same time kind of weird. And this was like when it first came out and I, I think when I struck: Do you remember
1: show? when Stern got his real doll? I mean, okay, so we want to talk about like first generation yes. real doll because that thing looked fake as fuck and it, it was creepy as hell and they even made jokes about it when yeah, we yeah, first yeah. got it. I and then they're... it just became a set piece. But if you look at from what, say, St- and Stern paid premium on it because that was the thing at the time. Maybe, was that late 90s, yeah, early 2000s? Well, loaded. no, I'm not I'm talking about him affording, but I'm talking about where the tech was at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was realistic enough, but now... Uh, with the video that you had tagged me in, it's it's gone to a, a whole new level. Yeah. Now, but you can still, if you watch the video, you can definitely tell that it still looks fake, but is a lot better. Yeah. Than where it was maybe 16 years ago when Stern first was this. It, wow, it's been that. I long. don't know when. I, I remember. I thought it was late 90s, early 2000s when he got it because so, it was a big deal. Yeah. I I, I don't remember when he
0: got it because I wasn't really into Stern until. Oh boy! Two thousand five. That's when I started. No, 2000, no, 2003, three, two thousand four. I had a there. brief stint. So, and I, sh- I know that he had one long before then. Well, like, here's so this the thing: was like I had a brief,
1: yeah, a brief stint when I was a huge Stern fan. That was probably about ninety five to about ninety seven. Yeah, because when
0: I, when I lived in California, there was a a station called. Uh, they changed the name a couple of times, so I forget what it was originally called. But it was like free, it was like free talk or something like that.
1: Not to be confused with Free Talk Live.
0: No, no, no. It was it was something like that. I can't. Sorry, remember what Ian. it was called. Oh, man, I don't remember what it was, but it was it was a long time ago. Free, F, was it was a free FM. I think it was free FM, but before then they had a different name, and it was just a talk radio station. So it started like in the mornings. It had um, Howard Stern Live, and then Howard Stern Repeat. So because we were th- we because California is three hours ahead. So what it would do is it would play the three-hour show, the Howard Stern show, and then it would repeat it so that when people woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, it was replaying. It just started replaying. Because it was, it was on at oh, like 3 to 6 in the no, morning. No, that, that, that's interesting. So it would repeat, and then it was Frosty, Heidi, and Frank, which was good at the time, but if you listen to it now, I think they lost one of their guys, and it's just got awful.
1: Oh, so you didn't <laughs> listen to Rush
0: Limbaugh at that time? No, no, no. And then... It was it was me coming out of liberalism. But I used – when I was a liberal, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. And I think that may have had to do with something with me kind of leaving liberalism. But it was more
1: uh, – Was it a stop – It was Penn and Teller. I was going to say, would you stop gapped? So you left – so basically, you're transitioning. Maybe you use Limbaugh as an excuse to start leaving.
0: No, no, no. I was listening to it to critique him, so I was always under the skeptical lens, and I had a lot to disagree with him, and I still do when I listen to him. I disagree with a lot of what he says. But it wasn't a, like, but there was a lot of things he got me chewing on. You know, but I didn't really chew. You know, I didn't swallow. <laughs> it was chewing, but not swallowing. It was spitting out. Uh, but it wasn't until like like um, Penn and Teller came along that they got me to go like, okay, maybe P- PETA is fucking a terrorist organization. <laughs> if they're saying it, and I grew up with them, and they're, I know you know I know that they're not conservatives. Maybe that there's some merit to it. Um, but anyway, so like, and then that there was Tom Likas. I forgot where I was. This whole train of thumbs going. <laughs> You lost so Anyways, me, so. Uh, Tom Likas, um, So, yeah, he was on after Heidi, Frosty, Heidi, and Frank. And um, um, so, yeah. So, but anyways, he, Howard Stern had that real doll long before I was listening to him. Yeah, actually. And that was about I, 2003 that I started listening okay, to him. Okay, so right I, I
1: imagine, maybe throw it back to about 2000, 2001. Because there was when, it was when the Howard Stern show was still on air. It was still being mm. um, produced on E. Right. K-Rock. It, not K-R-O-Q, K-R-O-Q. No, I'm not talking K-R-O-Q. about the. I'm talking yeah. about the actual TV show.
0: I know. I'm talking okay. about the
1: radio. <laughs> the yeah, radio. I know, the radio. Okay, so talking about two separate things. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, regardless. It was a big thing. I remember it was a big deal. Then they revealed it, and then it quickly died off.
0: Yeah. But now, I remember them, and they looked weird.
1: Oh, God, they looked so but fake. I, but
0: I was always thinking, like, what if they were real looking? And the thing that always concerned me was, like, it's like fucking a corpse. And then when like you you porn and Pornhub and all these kind of porn sites came around where anybody could just upload their own porn to it, sort of, kind of, not really. I don't know how it works exactly. I, I was like I was kind of curious, and I was like, well, what does it look like when people have sex with these things? And then my cons- my concerns were confirmed because I was looking at it, and I was like, this is this is not creepy because like it's not a real human. That doesn't bother me. You know that doesn't really
1: bother me. No, because me. Like, what you're mi- well, what you're mi- missing is the actual movement and emotion from not even from... emotion,
0: just just the movement sounds, just the fact that they're you know.
1: Well, right. But... Even if they're not
0: enjoying it, I'd probably like even if I was having sex with, <laughs> with a girl that, that was definitely like, can you hurry up? It would be a whole lot better. than right, but,
1: but fucking she's, a corpse. But she is still alive. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but but emitting yeah. um, some type of emotion, whether it be pleasure, undispleasure. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. yeah. So maybe but, not, I'm not talking about emotion. No, emotional not emotional. Con- yeah. But I'm talking about emotionality as as a human being. Yeah, and that's in, what I found. Creepy experiencing about it. pleasure or displeasure
0: it had nothing to do with the fact that it wasn't really human. And it seems as though like most people, I mean, back then it was like if you own one of these things, you are a creepo. And I still kind of think that
1: sort of No, it's becoming more I believe but even now less people have, are
0: thinking well, that way.
1: so if you look at the the popularity of what the MGTOW movement and the MRAs have gone even though it may be small comparatively speaking, but they they're bigger now than the, what they were. So now No. No. I don't I don't know if I agree with that. MGTOW, MGTOWs? Any anything about the the men's rights movement or the men going men, on The Men's rights strike? movement is definitely kind of on the No. On the decline. Maybe, because maybe more people are moving back to a centrist position. Yeah. I think well, no, it which, which oh, that's fine. But what I'm saying is they got enough exposure to which they reached a certain population. That population bought into their message. And mm-hmm. OK, yeah, they may be receding in terms of popularity, but enough people were exposed to it to maybe entertain the idea. So mm-hmm. now we're seeing maybe more acceptance with the idea of sex dolls as a whole. Yeah. And then that's all I'm saying. Regardless of how many people they uh, were influenced, that influence was had a deep impact, and it left and it reverberated through the entire community.
0: I, I think that may have more to do with. the sh- the fact that like information and this is what it all boils down to. Like when, when I hear people complain about like, oh, these crazy third wave feminists and social justice warriors are ruining everything. It's like, no, they've always been there. They've always been around. Just We didn't care about them because they, they were no
1: right. They had no mouthpiece. They had no they megaphone.
0: Didn't have, yeah, they didn't have Tumblr. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have all these platforms to go out and, and show. where We could actually see them on the regular. Right. So, and if you're constantly going on the Internet saying like, what kind of crazy SJW shit? You're gonna find plenty of them, and they existed ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago, probably up until the '60s. They they all the way. In fact, those kind of that kind of mentality is what created neocons. Like neoconservatives were. Like Leninist Marxists who were looking around during the the new left period during the 60s and were like,
1: actually, it was screw these people, these people are are crazy. More specifically, the neocons formed in the mid 50s.
0: Oh, the mid 50s, mid
1: 50s, and but then it it devolved into and kind of um, legitimized their viewpoint with the 60s and the kind of goals, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When, when you know, the Weather Underground was blowing shit up, they were like... Uh, and, but, not, know, but not but not the
1: hippies h- were screwing each other like crazy. Not the app, but the actual yeah. you know, terrorist organization. <laughs> you just found out about the app this morning. I, I was like,
0: oh, yeah, Weather Underground's a pretty good... I can't believe I'm saying those words together.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was right.
0: like, not that Weather Underground. The app is okay.
1: <laughs> the group is no, a actually, terrible I, horror. I, I downloaded it just for the name <laughs> yeah. alone because I thought yeah. it was a great pun. But anyways, I digress. And anyways,
0: so that's how neoconservative was born was like all these leftists who were who were concerned about the new left kind of emerging and how terrible they were. And they were terrible. And they were like, well, screw it. We're going to create our own group. And that's kind of like the old version of the alt right
1: the original version or version yeah, yeah, i would say yeah. it's well, probably but, the grandpa version of the alt right or maybe well, the alt
0: right or the alt right is explicitly like white nationalist white supremacist well, or white no okay
1: so you're, you're going to disagree with me i on. i am because i believe <laughs> the alt right is more of an umbrella term and yes it's going to have its own factions and yet just like the left cuz i let i believe the left is is an umbrella term as well and you have to really start pinpointing which group you know, it's an entire spectrum, whether you be left or right, whether you're going to be extreme right or or sympathetic or, or moderate to the center. Everyone with who decides to be or be labeled all right, they fall somewhere under that spectrum, mm-hmm. just like the left. Even if we take if we look at uh, libertarians right now, I'll mention Brian Sovereign, who is left leaning, who is absolutely horrible. His
0: show is absolutely terrible. Oh, and it's great. But I listen to it. Go ahead.
1: It's, <laughs> it's absolute shit. And I am still upset that he hasn't pr- or produced a review for the emoji movie.
0: You I, signed you signed the petition though. Right? I did. I'm gonna link in the in, in the description. Check it out. Like I'm look in the description box if you're on YouTube. If you're on on the podcast, look at the show notes. Sign this petition because it needs to happen. He says that if we get a hundred hundred, he still won't do it. But we need to show. Well, he said
1: regardless of anything whatsoever. So I say we bring the fight to him. Yeah. And we find him in New Hampshire and we actually pin a petition. Maybe on his door.
0: Because, because cl- what Clayton said was right. What Clayton said was right. It is the movie adaptation of the ego in its own, or the unique in its property.
1: Then it obviously must happen. Yes. If he has such and f- it's
0: also a wonderful advertisement for the Just Dance app, which is also available on Android and iOS, which which I've been told repeatedly.
1: <laughs> How about those fried Oreos? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Anyways, yeah. Where were we? <laughs> the Just Dance app.
1: <laughs> Before that.
0: <laughs> Brian Sovereign, you're talking about the left and Brian Sovereign.
1: Even, okay, if you just take people, strip libertarianism of it, there's mm-hmm. going to be a spectrum of people semi to the left, you know, and that spectrum from, se- from basically slightly to medium to hardcore, same thing on the left. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's a different spectrum. And there are some people at the center. And you know that's okay, the, but the idea is to be able to come not combat, but be able to purse through the different ideologies and be you know, and under or set your own boundaries and say, okay, I agree with this, I don't agree with yeah. this. So therefore, if you feel you need to pigeonhole yourself within society, you can you can effectively do it without any labels. Okay. Or did that make any sense?
0: Speaking of your label, fourth wave. <laughs> <laughs> it was going back, but. So, anyways, like what I was saying about the whole uh, sex, well, sex doll thing, not sex robots yet, was that my problem wasn't like okay, it's, it's you're just fucking a piece of plastic. What a, what a piece of shit loser you are! It's like women f- fuck pieces of plastic all the time, and it's no big deal. And I think now because of the internet, and now that people can see that there's like men who go on there and say like. Yeah, I fucking own a Fleshlight. Who gives a shit? Like, whatever. It's fine. And they were doing it anonymously for a while. And now it's coming to the point where, like, I think even Christopher Cantwell admitted he had <laughs> was, like, buying him for his roommates and stuff. And now it's to the point where it's just like, oh, Fleshlight, yeah,
1: whatever. Who cares? I'm sorry. Well, even if you go to, like, the Fleshlight uh, webpage, I mean, because it's a thing. They'll actually take molded models of porn stars, yeah. you know, vaginas and make fleshlights out of it. They actually market it that it's this specific oh, yeah. porn star. I mean, so it's going to be a thing. And even, okay, maybe this is a bad example. If you live Real in- Doll
0: has porn stars that model their whole entire. Like, they take casts of their whole. Sarah Ik- Akara, what's her name? Asara, the, the Asian chick that's really cute.
1: Oh, Asia Akara? Yeah. Wait, no, she no, no. has
0: her own real doll. <laughs> real doll. <laughs>
1: And and you molded know it like, from her own body. Right. And so therefore she's like, Okay, this is probably I mean, I don't even want to make the economic claim for it because it just makes sense because the adult entertainment industry is actually bigger than anyone would ever think it is, and they're always changing. Yeah. You're always seeing the adaptations of like the fleshlight, like the celebrity fleshlights. VR. VR, the celebrity uh actual dolls i mean so these these are entertainers they're you know legitimate people Mm -hmm. who just instead of actually acting they trade sex for film time i mean i don't see why there's still such a fucking taboo on any adult industry in america excuse me i
0: I, I was not just complaining that you were going to burp in your microphone and then i do
1: it go ahead sorry I'm done. <laughs> uh, there's my rant. I'm 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 yes. pro, I'm pro adult industry. Period. Yeah, so
0: mm-hmm. so my concern wasn't like, oh that's you you're screwing a piece of plastic what a loser. My concern was you're screwing a pe- you're screwing what looks to be a cadaver. Like <laughs> you know, a dead body. And that was always kind of like
1: weird to me. So so there's this um Actually, can I let me interrupt for one second because even in my own view I never saw – I never actually envisioned – when I thought of the idea of fourth wave menonism, never thought the idea of actually that, the base level stuff. I was always thinking in the future as to where the technology would have been perfected to whereas Like Futurama. My ideal goal of the uh, – basically the end of the idea of fourth wave menonism, mm-hmm. a semi-sentient or fully sentient sex robot that replaces women. And you could have vice versa because every bot, you could have men replacing women, women mm-hmm. replacing men in their lives, but they can actually tune them to exactly what they want. Now, in the end, philosophically, is that the right thing? Who knows? Yeah, don't know. I mean, I could I could make arguments for and against, but...
0: Yeah, so, so there was like a... There was a vice documentary that came out about... Um,
1: you're yeah, not talking about the Cantwell.
0: No, not that. No. We're I'm so done talking about that shit. <laughs> no, fuck Cantwell.
1: Um every time I every time I hear a Vice <laughs> documentary, I think of that because yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm watching White you sent me the video. I'm like, I'm watching White Nationalists. Holy shit. I pause it at like three seconds in.
0: There's Cantwell. I I call uh, you and I was I like, Don't worry, specific. there's plenty more where that came from. And then I watched
1: <laughs> Then I watched the rest I was like, holy shit. Yeah.
0: But I'm glad they didn't mention liber- libertarianism or anarchism or anything like that. Glad, Actually, glad, glad. it would have
1: been funny as hell if they did because oh my god, if ANCAPs can't give themselves any more of a black eye, that would have done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, but anyways, Vice did one where they had, I think it was called S- Sled Ever. I think that's the name of the, sh- the 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 segments. It's called Sled Ever. It was about this girl and she's kind of cute, kind of blonde girl, and she goes around and she talks about different sex things. And she did one about Mormon porn. <laughs> which i highly recommend you watch. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And it talks about the, the the porn website that Travis linked to. Travis um uh who who did a Bipcot goo and Cantwell goo uh, and okay. all those uh brilliant memes by the way. Uh he he linked to like the actual porn website and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy."
1: Well, no, I it, never even even growing up. Mormon. There's
0: Mormon actual Mormon porn where I, women are in their temple garments. Oh yeah, that,
1: yeah. <laughs> actually, that's okay. So that's a thing, right? Yeah. If you go there, there's a specific torrent site that I go to to check out porn, and then so it'll list everything that's come out. And then a couple of weeks, I'll go scrolling through see what see what's new, see what's interesting, and they always come up with the Mormon. I'm like, okay, click. There's a thumbnail. Look at the thumbnail. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. This became
0: they did a, a documentary. Niche, a
1: niche in itself, it's own. I'm like, oh my
0: yeah, God. Yeah, and th- th- it's, it's ran by a lesbian woman, a w- lesbian woman who lives in Salt Lake City, and they did a whole documentary Well,
1: is Well, is, is she Mormon or just- is She it- was ex ex-mor- She's ex-Mormon. Okay. But she
0: thought and there was a lot of things in Mormonism that was really sexy. <laughs> none did. of that.
1: None of that, absolutely. As, as a- Anyway,
0: so the other, the other one she did was she bought a real doll, a male real doll. And she was—they ta- were talking about the whole process where they're making it and everything, and they kind of brought up the AI thing. And then now there's like some some video. Was this from Random Squad? I think this might be linking to another, probably another Vice piece or something like that, where they're talking about the—I forget the name of it. I have to pull it up. I'm gonna do it in incognito mode so that it doesn't show up in my history. <laughs> wait you're,
1: wait you're not you're not running a vpn right now <laughs>
0: yes i am <laughs> <laughs> vpn i just don't and want it, incognito I, just,
1: I don't want it in my history
0: at all i don't care if the government knows <laughs> That's why I have the election. Will already hear me going like, "Oh, real doll? No, oh, wow, yeah,
1: check this out." So it's called Real Botics. There we go. Uh, maybe, maybe the whole real doll thing is a government plot, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So the real, so the, the the thing that they have is called Real I guess you can buy an app right now for your phone that allows you to talk to it. But the plan is to in, to implant this computer into one of the real dolls so that you can have a conversation with it. But that's not what I want. Like I don't want to have a conversation with a robot. Even if it's even if it's like Bender level AI, like from Futurama or something like that. If it's Futurama level AI, I'm not interested in having a conversation with something that's just you know a, a hunk of metal and some silicon. Like what I what I wanted to do is I want if anything, I want it to be like an Alexa or Google Home. <laughs> That that puts out. <laughs> like, that's all I really want. Like, I want to be like, when's the next show time for the next Guardian of the Galaxy movie? Like that's what I want. Like that's that's what I want to hear it talk about, and not, you know, like, oh, uh, I need some batteries.
1: <laughs> how sh- I was really how low on shallow of you. <laughs> I, I was
0: really low on batteries, and I felt really bad. I don't care.
1: <laughs> but but tell that- me
0: where I can ter- tell me the, where the nearest place I can get ramen right now. <laughs> Like, that's what I care about right now. It's like, oh. so like, and th- but the thing is, is like, I'm not really, I, It's I it, it seems like all they're really getting it to do right now. And I'm sure they have plans in the future to do what I'm talking about right now. But what it seems like what they're doing right now is just getting the mouth, and the face to move as if it's like a real human and kind of bridge that kind of um, uncanny valley. To build a bridge across the uncanny valley. Right. And which so- is fine. Just, that's probably useful. But I'm, I'm even not, not even
1: a... even when we discussed, and we mentioned this earlier in a conversation, we're talking about AI as a whole when we're over at, Je- uh, yeah. at Jeff's place. And the concept of AI right now is so low. On the grand scheme of things, we're nowhere near a Skynet, you no, know, world-destroying.
0: I don't think we'll ever be. You know,
1: maybe, maybe not. But the fact is that we're so low on the totem pole that the idea of what I consider neural neural intelligence, meaning... Thinking, reasoning, learning, right, robotics. Disturbing.
0: I gotta close this website because they keep showing me pictures of
1: of of hotness and fake of flesh. Hot, dead women. That's what it looks like to yeah. me. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you had a necrophilic fetish, then, then, <laughs> then you know that's my problem.
0: Is like, I'm like, it's great that you're getting it to talk because that's one step closer to what I want. But what I really wanted to do is to be like, at least pretending that it enjoys, or maybe if, even if it pretends to like to be like completely dissatisfied. Like, are you done yet? Oh, right, but you wanted like to... Like, rolling its eyes, like, oh... <laughs> you wanted to emit some type of emotion. Oh, you think you ha- no one's ever done that to me before? Or yawn. Wait, like, wait, even if it did wait, something like maybe, that... Wait,
1: maybe... Wait, that's a... <laughs> I was gonna say, that's a fetish in its own right. I know, right. that's
0: a fetish in its own right, but I'm saying, like, even it... And it's not a fetish that I have, but even if it did that, I'd be at least be like, at least it's alive.
1: Again, it comes to the fact that I said emit emotion. Now, when I originally said that... You were confused, like like automatic emotion meant pleasure. But no, I'm saying emotion as a whole when, like body like bodies twitching right, right, right. or specific movements that to indicate that they enjoy say maybe said position. It, it, that's all it is. I mean it, it is emotion, it is interaction with its own. Right, right, right. I wanted to push back or you yeah, you wanted you want an interactive to, model.
0: I want I wanted to, to, to you know to do all the work. When it's on top of me or something like that, at least, at least give the impression that like, okay, this is is, you're a a terrible capitalist.
1: If you wanted to do all the
0: fucking work, (laughs) but I'm not interested in developing a relationship. If I wanted a relationship with with someone that I can have sex with, I'd get a girlfriend. But I'm not. I get I get like a robot. What I'd rather have it be is like an Alexa and be like, oh, that was great. Um, Can you order me the new Temple's album on vinyl? Like what are your specials on cat food? Like that's what I, that's what I wanted to do, after you know. In,
1: <laughs> in 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 the scope of this new revolution, I'm utilitarian and, about this, right? And but in the
0: scope, I don't want it to make me a sandwich. I just wanted to order me one from <laughs>
1: from Jimmy John's. Yeah, but, but, but just think, yeah, it's in the hierarchy of things of things to come. Yeah, if you look at it, your goal of what you exactly wanted for will be met. That's such and such date, whenever it gets perfected. Yeah. But then it's always going to be increasing until it's not. I mean, I don't know when exactly. I would probably that...
0: be creeped out if if I could actually have a full on conversation. with Well, him.
1: no. OK, so you have especially if it's internet connected to the Internet, well, this, that's even more concerning. This comes. Yeah. Right. So this comes back to the idea of the BBC series humans. I mean, I haven't seen it. It's interesting because it's what kind of helped spark the idea for the whole sex robot revolution. Then I threw my own little meninist twist in it. But <laughs> it's so they, okay, so let me go back to the original idea. The idea is a fourth way meninism is that computer programmers can't get laid, but they will ultimately end up creating a robot or a robotic uh, likeness of a woman that they desire that they would want to fuck. And then the idea of that would continue. To progress through time to maybe where, at a certain point, that the women robots actually develop a consciousness and then overthrow their oppressors. And then we have the whole robot war, but... <laughs> It, it, or they just say fuck it. You know what? We we've lived as we're sl- not going to have a race war. We're going to have a robot war. Yeah, we we lived as slaves long enough that we're going to go form our own island and, and create zero one like the Matrix. <laughs> you know, <laughs> terrible movie. The mythos behind <laughs> the mythos behind it is solid. Like when I no. saw when I saw the Animatrix and they actually detailed and what zero the one anima- was.
0: Okay, look, pointing out the Animatrix.
1: The Animatrix was great.
0: Okay, so you have a whole series of different, like, media, right? <laughs> and you're saying, like, everything in this is great. For example, look at this one. It's kind of like saying, like, every single Hangover movie was great, because look at the first one. It's like, well, explain the third one. <laughs> the third one is right. what everyone... So when, they, when, when the Matrix... <laughs> the first one, I will say the when... first the first Hangover is good. The second Hangover was a repeat, which is why I kind of liked it. But going back and watching it again, it's like, this is just the first one again. But the third one was terrible. It had some funny parts, but it was terrible. But The Matrix wasn't bad.
1: The Matrix was good as a standalone movie. Would- no.
0: the ma- No. God damn it. The Matrix <laughs> is... The Matrix was not anything innovative at all. Like, the story has been done a billion, jillion times. It's like, well, everything you know is
1: wrong. Like, right. We've but, had
0: that story like a billion, right, trillion times. But
1: to have that story propelled in mass media as it was at that time. Think <laughs> no, of, there was
0: a lot of those really kind of the, stories going on at the
1: time. In okay. fact,
0: I think one of, the, one of the movies that the Wachowskis worked on before was pretty much the exact same story, except it had nothing to do with computers. It was just like, oh, you're in a different world. That's what it, like a lot of these whole like oh everything you know about the world is wrong that that trope has been around for lots of for a long 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 time. What it got people to do is try to take it seriously as a philosophy, and they, write a sh- they wrote shitty philosophy books about it. That's why people took it seriously. Are you
1: talking about the postmodernism?
0: <laughs> but see, that's why that's why people like the Matrix is because it it's got a very strong postmodernist message, and it says no matter how you read it, it's true. And that's that's how you get Nazi Germany. That's how you get the Soviet Union, which was even worse than Nazi Germany. And you may ask, well, why why was the second one so bad? Because it was Marxist philosophy. Of course, it's not going to work. <laughs> it sounds good the first time.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> that was a perfect lead-in for it. Ugh. It
0: wasn't my best impression, but I blame alcohol. <laughs>
1: It doesn't matter because I'm envisioning Kermit, which, which Jordan Peterson himself. Yes, I do sound like Kermit. Like every interview he does, he he now exclaims, "He sounds like." Kermit.
0: Oh, you haven't heard of the Republic of Keck?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he said he bought his dad a, a kecky stand. <laughs> he said that shit on on on. I think the latest Joe Rogan, or maybe it was the Dave Rubin one, but God, that was funny.
0: So Let me just wrap this up, and then we can talk about Jordan Peterson because I definitely do. Because I have a lot of problems with Jordan Peterson. Okay. Got a lot of things that I like about Jordan Peterson as well. I'm not. I'm not saying he should be thrown in jail for fuck's sake. Like I say, like oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly okay. On board wait. With so Peterson. what are we
1: wrapping up on fourth wave menonism? Let's okay, let's, so let's cut let, to let's that. Let's, let's
0: cut that, and then we'll go to Jordan. Uh, <laughs> so. So, so again, like my, my problem with the real doll isn't that you're, you know, that you're a pathetic loser for having to fuck a piece of uh, plastic. Like, that's your own deal. Women do it all the time, but no one, no one bats an eye at that. Um, and now it seems as though that stigma is kind of going the way to the dodo. Mm. Fine. That's great. But I, I can't see the appeal of fucking a cadaver. And I'm not really interested in have, building a relationship with something that's not real. Or something that you know I'm probably going to discard in ten years and get the, the newest upgrade and have to start all over again, just like I do with the cell phone. What? I, give me this. You don't <laughs> open a beer bottle with anything? Can you? Oh, you're never going to open a beer bottle with that thing.
1: Not with the mini lighter. <laughs> no,
0: you got to you got to use a full size lighter for that.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Continue.
0: Uh, but what I wanted to do is is to to be like animatronic in, in terms of like at least pretending that it's an enjoying it or at. At bare most, making the facial expressions, like,
1: rolling their eyes, like, ugh, like whatever.
0: So at least as though, it, it appears as though it's, it's <laughs> you not... You can
1: pro- program a, it, like, dissatisfied, satisfied, somewhere in between. Like... Sadistic. So the one that they
0: have right now, the, the, the one that all I could do right now is just make facial expressions and talk to you. Like, if I bought one of those and I just programmed it to be like, just pretend like you're totally dissatisfied. You know, so that way I'm, like, having to, like, try to... <laughs>
1: Like well, maybe if I, maybe I'll go faster. You know, like maybe it'll program me to be like. But, but no, because that programming, I don't see how you're gonna break that substructure in that programming. Well, I'm
0: not going to. That's the whole point. It's like it's it's something that it's unachievable. But I'm gonna keep trying for it. Next thing you know, like it'd be like Zac Efron. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it's still gonna be like. Uh, anyways. Uh, but at least, at least, if it could present me something that that proves that it's not like just a a, a dead person, because that's what it looks like when when I see those those videos of people
1: having sex with them. It. It well, looks right. like they're fucking a cadaver. Well, right, okay. But think think from the very beginning, the actual blow up dolls, the legitimate. I don't plastic. think anybody
0: fucks those things. I think no, no, no. I think that's a gag
1: gift. <laughs> no, I believe that actually people did fuck with them at some point, and then became a gag gift. But you're now you're looking at the progression from just regular blow-up plastic or mm-hmm. whatever it is to the real dolls. That was the first wave. I mean, maybe this this can be considered a third wave men... No, second wave menonism. Because what we're looking at right now... So your blow-up doll to the real doll, that's first wave from the real doll to <laughs> what the video pro- projects right now, second wave. Mm-hmm. Second wave menonism or second wave robotics or... or sec- no, sex bot. Second wave sex bot revolution. Because in the end... If things progress the way they do, so they want them to actually be more than what they are, standard AI, not dead as in not moving, but then not fully conscious and thinking, but somewhere in between. Yeah. If that's where people want it, but then things will ultimately, because technology has a weird way of just doing its own thing, maybe life. I mean, life will happen. If life was meant to inhabit these robots at a time, it will happen.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I'm not really interested in developing a relationship with something I'm going to upgrade in 10 years with, <laughs> like, I, like I do with my cell phone. Like I upgrade my cell phone every, what, five years or something like that?
1: And then how I, have do, often, I have to do everything wait, all but, over again. But, Or how often do you upgrade your OS?
0: When anyone comes out or I get a new computer.
1: Okay, so think about this. Think about the whole sex robot or the ideology behind it as an operating system, a specific operating system keyed to your desire.
0: But the thing is, is, like, I'm not really interested in trying to build a relationship with my computer I'm, either. <laughs> but, but yet you have Completely utilitarian. Right, but yet I want you, you have you to a relationship regardless. I want you to re- render this video I just recorded... Or I want you to play this movie, or I want you to help me go on Amazon and order, you know, a, you know, like a, a twelve pack of Arizona iced tea. Like that's what I want. So if I can, if I can, if I can have a, if I can have a robot that at least pretends to to enjoy my sex, with how terrible it may be, <laughs> that at least pretends, or at least pretends to hate it, or whatever. Uh, and then, then when I'm done, go like, okay, you know. Order me a twelve pack of Budweiser. Like, do you want do you want that overnight? <laughs> like, that's what I want. Or can you go and turn the TV on? Or can you wake me up at eight o'clock in the morning? Like, those are the, the, the things that Alexa will do for me. Is at, as, as, at the most is what I would want from a sex bot. If I want something more than that, I'll get a girlfriend.
1: Hmm. And yet,
0: the idea is. <laughs> and you know what? If you would ask me like thirty years from now, I'm probably going to be like, "No, I want it smarter."
1: <laughs> True. So, so in, thir- in, in, in thirty years, you're so actually—I'm pretty, pretty sure like- you're actually going to be advocating what I'm wanting right now, which is you know a completely customizable idea of what maybe your potential mate—you know, regardless of that, be man, woman, or other. Whatever it is that you're into, but you want an exact replica of your actual desire. That's what I'm wanting because it's completely customizable. Now, yes, you may end up losing. So, I mean, the esoteric entity can finally get his, <laughs> his child free. <furry. laughs>
0: yes, yes.
1: Because I'm...
0: There's going to be like at, three people that subscribe to me that are going to get that joke and that's it. As, disgu- <laughs> as, as
1: disgusting as it may be, whatever. It's, okay. a, it's his thing. But the idea is to be able to program your exact desire and have that replicated. Okay. I mean, that, that's the end goal of it. If it actually progresses more than that, then I have no control over it. I mean, I see a certain limit or a certain cap before it becomes dangerous. Whether or not humanity actually decides to surpass that at any given point in time, well, it's up to them.
0: Okay. So anyways, interesting topic. <laughs> we spent an hour on it. We should talk about Jordan Peterson. because <laughs> <laughs> so I have some beef with Jordan Peterson. So let me just say this out of the gate because I know that as soon as you say, like, I I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan Peterson. The immediate thing <sighs> is like. Oh, well, you must think that he should be in jail for, you know, not wanting to to say the right gender pronoun? No, I think what it's happening to him with title, what is it? What was it? 28,
1: what it was something something like that. Uh, he keeps on mentioning it, but anyways, that yeah. bu- that bullshit law in Canada, that that ice place far away. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Basically the 51 51st state of America <laughs> that doesn't have a first free speech. True.
1: I mean, honestly, you get rid of the queen and then Substitute French from Mexican, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't think he should go to jail. Like, if he doesn't want it, to, sh- there should be, th- I don't think you should be forced to say things that you want to say. Like, I understand, even if you don't agree with, like, okay, he, he shouldn't say those things, fine. But, but, the, but the law isn't saying, like, you shouldn't say these things. It says you must say this instead. And that's like one step even more totalitarian and it's it's terrible that what he's going through I sympathize with him as well uh, I agree with a lot of what he says
1: about Marxism it, 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 it depends now I mean because he says a lot, he says I'm, a lot of stuff on a, on a yeah, myriad, I mean, myriad of topics and I'm like I'm, you can tell by the way I was saying it because I was like yeah.
0: stepping on the ice pad a little bit like is this safe to walk on yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, agree so, uh, I agree with what he says with Nazism I agree with what he says about a lot of these things I, I
1: agree with what he says about feminism well, t- to ta- totalitarianism as a whole, whether, whether it be authoritarianism, however you want to define it, either left and right. It's both bad and his is, is ideas behind it are, I believe, are correct. But yet when trying to describe more modern phenomenon, he- like postmodernism. Yeah, when he talks about postmodernism, I just want to fucking rip my hair out because he's using postmodernism as a generality, and yeah, that yeah. and that's ultimately what's destroying like, his entire argument.
0: Yeah, and like and because it, it, because he did an episode with Joe Rogan, and I thought it was a good episode. Oh, you mean but that? For, every time he said postmodernism, I was like. Oh my fucking God. Like do you not understand what and I'm not a postmodernist. I've what I've looked into postmodernism, I've been very impressed with like there is some things
1: I do like about it how like um Actually Thaddeus Russell gets more into the details of what postmodernism is than Jordan Peterson ever has. Yeah,
0: like the first couple of premises of of postmodernism are like, okay, I like where this is going. And then it kind of leads into weird shit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, no, but no. Even I'm
1: over it. <laughs> the actual yeah. philosophers of postmodernism, like yeah, yeah, right. That Russell, that is Russell. Actually, he will list. Yeah, Jordan Peterson never touches it. No, he no, no, never no. goes. He never goes as deep as other scholars have. Yeah, he uses he uses uh, postmodernism specifically as a buzzword.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's what he keeps doing. He keeps going like, this is what the postmodernists teach, and I'm like, that's actually not what the postmodernists teach. And if you actually listen to like some of the things that, um, like Derrida and, like who is the other person they was talking about? Like, they were they like when they first kind of got in the institutions that they were in, they were like kind of encouraged, like, "Hey, why don't you promote just, some Marxism in your stuff?" And they were like, "No."
1: Right, and even <laughs> and, and, and even s- the Marxists themselves actually turned their backs yeah. on the postmodernists, and now they're on their entire separate entity. Yeah, which makes sense if you look at. Uh I would say standard leftism. We'll just say leftism equals Marxism and that and then Antifa. Antifa is that different is that difference between the left and the extreme left. Yeah. Could you could you agree with that?
0: It is okay, so there's this idiot on YouTube and I'm not going to mention him by name because he doesn't deserve the attention but who was yeah you're giving him attention anyways. But I'm not saying his name uh-huh. so there so, so mm. there was and he was he was trying to make the comparison that that social justice warriors are bad because antifa goes around and smashes windows and this was before like they were started whatever Um Before, they were even worse. But that's all they were doing was smashing windows. And I was like, that is a leap you need to really explain. That's a bridge you need to gap. Because, sure, there's a lot of social justice warriors that are involved in Antifa. There's no doubt about that. But is it a majority? Probably not. How how, how can you accurately gauge that anyway? Exactly. And it seems as though like a lot of the people that I've seen who have sympathies to to Antifa have outright rejected, outright rejected identity politics. And it's it's kind of interesting because I've
1: I've also – Oh, did you – real quick, let me say – did you read the actual anti-identity politics uh, article on Salon that recently came out?
0: Mm.
1: I think this is the only article on Salon that I've actively (laughs) read trying to maintain my composure – and it wasn't as cringy as I thought it would be. And it's interesting. I just you know if you get a chance A broken clock is right twice a day. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's <just> like <laughs> e-
0: so anyways, um but I was like, yeah, like there's some crossover. There's there, I'm sure there's antifa that are complete social justice warriors. But there's a lot who explicitly like they are against any kind of identitarian politics. Well, is it
1: is it possible that the the extreme versions so they may have been Marxists at one point? but then when even more extreme well, no, no, than Mar- Marx. Well, here's
0: the thing like
1: i mean isn't that what black consider okay. so what so black an flag example. anarchists are or- Let me give
0: you an example he's not antifa he, he he actually has a video out like where he's condemning antifa but he kind of but there's other videos that he makes where he explains and he says like you know like i'm i am not interested in identity politics and he he speaks openly against getting involved in identity politics and he says it's not a a very good platform because a lot of people in the far left will use identity politics not to further the the cause of identity politics but to use that as a bludgeon to get what they really want which is like Marxism and he says like that's not a very good strategy and he also has talked about like how other people do it including people who you would associate with Antifa like anarcho-syndicalists and anarcho-communists. So like it's it's not it's not like an isolated thing. Like it's a very prevalent thing to to be for or against um identity politics in Marxism. So um so so the idea that social justice warriors ergo antifa, it's 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 a bridge that really needs to have like it's a very it's it's a very, well, it's very, it's a very absurd claim and you need to back can, it up. Can you
1: look at it? <laughs> like can, you, can you potentially look at it as a... Um, it, we'll take the extreme left, the idea or the label of the extreme left and look at it as a spectrum, right? So you have your... Maybe your SJWs are on the beginning end of that spectrum and maybe as they get more radicalized or they further on in their ideology, they end up becoming Antifa, which is maybe the extent of extreme leftist ideology, kind of how like white supremacists and white nationalists are the extreme of the right. I mean, can, can you, can you see that? It's possible. But, was, but I'm
0: saying like, if, if you're going to make the claim that social justice warriors are bad because Antifa, that's a Brit. That's, that's well, no. that is a gap that needs to be bridged.
1: Right. But, but I'm bridging that gap because I'm seeing everything. Every ideology has a spectrum mm-hmm. and, and, you know, plus or minus, what what extremes are going to be at both ends, and then you know you're going to have maybe the closer but to zero to get the closer do to. Do you new- see
0: Riley Dennis, or do you see Milo Stewart going out and smashing windows with antifa? No. All right. What about JJ talks?
1: It would help if I knew who these <laughs> p- who these like, people can you were. Imagine
0: a single like, uh, like I know you've seen a bunch of them like. The chick from Blossom. Do you think she's she's Antifa? No. <laughs> uh, like I'm trying to picture her. Joss Whedon is Joss Whedon going and going to go smash some windows? No, no. Like all of these people who like who are social justice warriors. I have not seen any evidence whatsoever that they have any sympathies at all to social justice or to Antifa. At all I'm sure there's well, no but I'm sure I'm you not, can find like a couple of them that were saying like I'm not oh, making yeah, that like, argument at
1: all. I mean, did the, the
0: Don Lemon meme of like, oh, they're fighting like the Nazis on the war front, but then sense backed off, which by the way, I'm glad that like people like all you know, like the mainstream media who was kind of backing anti- while... Oh they while were backing anti are now backing off <laughs> I'm glad they're backing off from that. thank God.: um, Well I, I believe it's because... Trevor Noah. When Trevor Noah distances himself from Antifa, finally, I'm like, "All right, right, we're making progress."
1: <laughs> but see, this is something they should have done from the beginning because even people like, no, no, because they <laughs> felt, I believe, CNN's handlers or whomever, whomever the powers that yeah, they're be, backing are off from yeah, all they're, of them are backing. Well, off they're from backing now. off now because they realize how toxic, yeah Antifa, that, is. yeah, Antifa actually is.
0: Anyways, we're getting back to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> So, anyways,
1: it, it ties. My, in my in point. My way.
0: point is that he keeps making these these leaps, like Marxist ergo postmodernism. It's like, no, you need to explain the difference. Ac- the, the you know gap. what's
1: interesting, though. Okay, so you have to look at it. Maybe Jordan Peterson isn't the best to explain this specific nuance yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's not within his uh, specific field. So he'll make that leap, right? But then you have other people who actually it is their discipline. They will actually fill in that leap that Jordan Peterson. Made,
0: but when it comes to postmodernism, he's wrong no, like, I, empirically I wrong wrong well, like uh, because like there's there's certain things that he says like what was it um, that when you read when you read something, I think what he says is like when you read something like any interpretation of it is true, like every and in- every every reading is a misreading and every misreading is true as uh, all the other ones. I was like, where the fuck has Derrida or any of these people ever said anything like that? Well, maybe
1: it's not that. Maybe that's his own original thinking that he's interjecting no, into his thesis for postmodernism.
0: I'm sure you've heard of ANCAPs go around saying the, the non-aggression – and this is what I've been advocating against. The non-aggression principle is the only ethical axiom that you don't need to pay attention to and that if it's not violating the non-aggression principle, it's not unethical. Or wrong, or it's, it's it, you know like anything that that it does not anything that does not violate the non-aggression principle is totally fine, and you shouldn't never criticize it. I know you've run into these people. This is not what the NAP was supposed to be from the well. Originally, it was. i
1: was <laughs> like gonna a, say you're origin, talking about
0: Originally, it was, but it seemed like Rothbard took a step back when he realized like oh, no, 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 that's
1: and then not. everyone yeah. else ran forward. <laughs> yeah. But. But yet, but yet they still want to hold Rothbard as a god. Yeah. I mean... Oh, no, no. no.
0: That, that's just typical of any kind of group.
1: Mm. They, 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 I mean, people marks hold... Marxes hold Marx to god. People hold Hop, Caps Hop hold... as a god. I'm like, he had some Hop, good ideas. Hop. He had some terrible ideas. But Come I'm on. still
0: searching for a good idea that, uh, that Hoppe had of his own. Of his own?
1: That's debatable. <laughs> uh, original idea... Okay, I don't think I don't know, but parentation
0: ethics was terrible. No, but
1: is his terrible the argument he made (laughs) in favor of monarchy versus democracy? No, here's why I would disagree with that. North Korea. I agree with it.
0: (laughs) North North Korea is owned by the Kim the, the the Kim family, and it's a dynasty, and it's passed on from... Military. Oh, right. Just because you don't call it a monarchy, and you no, call it a dictatorship you know, re- doesn't regardless. change anything. He's going to have to pass that on to his kids.
1: Right, but even Hoppe even is stated that there are good chances for a shitty monarchy. North Korea is an example. But see, but see, I mean, you're going to get a good the, and bad... But it,
0: the reason why, like the, the underlying philosophy of why Hoppe said that a monarchy would be better is because... He owns it, and therefore he would have to pass it on to his kids. The problem is, there's, there's the the problem with North Korea is that they understand if they give up any monicum of power, that would happen to Ceausescu, Ceausescu, Wh- whatever happened to him, <laughs> you know, the the former leader of Romania, because you you, you understand what happened to Ceausescu. Yeah, I do. So, for those of you who don't know, Ceaușescu was, uh, was the dictator of Romania. He was a Soviet kind of leader, kind of satellite state, semi-quasi kind of, sort of, not really. He had his own, and when uh, his regime fell, what happened was he was giving a speech, typical Marxist propaganda. Um, people started booing, and when, it, when, that, when people started booing, people started realizing, oh, here's the time to revolt. They started, you know, like shooting up the capital. Uh, they ended up capturing them, putting them on like a kangaroo court, and then executing them. On TV,
1: well, it's the same thing happened yeah. with Mussolini as well. I mean, and that's, are, that's isn't, totally isn't, fine
0: because like, I deserved it. But I'm saying like, but but what they were doing was they were saying like, here's the justice that you showed your people, and we're going to give you that same justice and kill them, which is totally justified, I think. But anyways, um, but they would do is they would take they would take the tape of them being executed and and they pass it on to their generals and, and their sons and their daughters or whatever. They say like, if we give up any amount of power, this is what's going to happen to us. So the, the, the incentive is not to make it a better country, but the incentive is not to rate, give up any power because they know that if if they do, they're going to die. Their kids are going to die. And all the generals and all the, all the bureaucrats and everybody involved in the government are going to die because there's going to be like this violent, bloody revolution. So what they do is they clamp and clamp and clamp and clamp. In. that's the incentive for a monarchy,
1: right? As a modern monarchy, but if you look at it, and historically, maybe. I'm not I'm not mincing words <laughs> because I, I agree in your assessment. But if you look at Hop's words. He's more thinking of medieval times and the medieval monarchy and what, yeah. Because I've read that book, I have read it, work, you know, but, page but by page. Now I'm the looking
0: technology at technology exists. Oh, right, that could be far worse. Oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. It, <laughs> can, <laughs> it, it
1: could it could be far worse or it could be far better. It ultimately depends on the individual who's claiming themselves to yeah. be the monarch. I would much rather
0: trust someone who's going to say like, vote for me, for four years. And I'll be gone in four years and I'm not responsible for what happens after four years, but vote for me and then, you know I'll do the best I can for what I got right now versus someone who says like, I own this shit. And if I fuck up, I got to double down. <laughs> like, so there's, there's, there's a danger that comes with that. Yeah, as well. But you're also looking through a skewed view. I'm not saying that. I'm, here's the thing. Like, I don't know which is better. No. And, and ultimately I'm saying, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Think there is even though I claim myself
1: to be an, to be, well, I dropped the anarcho part, but a fucking monarchist. I fully make the claim that I don't know what will happen, what will be better, but it's a preference. And ultimately, that's all we can project is a preference because we don't necessarily have the power to enact our own will in a given state, mm-hmm. in any given state, because we're serfs, right? Are we the serfs of sort of? I wouldn't say this is feudalism. No, no. That's
0: kind of what the Marxists kind of say. Well, no, I'm not saying it's
1: feudal. But but think about it. If you kind of think, if you if you merge the idea of Marx and maybe some capitalist thought, we aren't in the best position as a people. Period. We're really not because we're on the low end of the totem pole. You do have the hierarchy of the elite, and then. Everything else falls in between, but, you know, we are serfs. We may have the opportunity to make our station better, but it's getting more difficult in time mm-hmm. as those as those elites put more barriers and more distance between, say, the plebs and themselves.
0: Yeah, I think they're trying to do that as much as they can. But at the same time, technology is bridging that gap. Correct. I mean, but that's why they're do- but, doing but, it. So
1: if you're dealing with the status quo, right, you, you have to play their game. If you're not playing the status quo, you're actually playing outside the rules, while they're on your own rules, and then that's in a completely different hierarchy of who the players are and everything else that's going on. So it ultimately depends on the individual which they want to do. Okay, play by the status quo or play by the the new rules that are being set.
0: Okay. So the big question is, can I get an Ivanka Trump sex robot?
1: <laughs> I would <laughs> say why. Way. I would say why not.
0: Okay. You got my vote.
1: Okay. <laughs> Ivanka twenty twenty if she's a sex robot? Okay. Okay. Sex robot for Ivanka twenty twenty. I would vote for that. I would vote for that. I'd buy that. fuck voting. But, yeah, I mean-
0: but like a lot of the things going back, a lot of what Jordan Peterson says of postmodernists I have not been able to find. And there's a there's a, there's a couple of well, good you, videos you, you, on YouTube. He's extremely vague. Yeah, yeah. There's I a, mean, there's a lot of good videos on YouTube where they're talking about people who are very entrenched in
1: postmodernism. Which, again, I, I'm not a big fan of postmodernism, but but I don't believe it. I mean, even if you look at in terms of eh, American culture as a whole, the whole blowback mm-hmm. of these quote unquote postmodernists, the the Frankfurt School, the the Hardcore leftists—that's being beaten back, state by or state by state or section by section. But regardless, whatever power they held, maybe two years ago, they didn't. They've lost that. Mm-hmm. They're slowly retreating. I mean, slowly the ideology is being beaten back. And to what? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I mean, I, what, is something better going to come it, out it of it? Is something saying, worse? When
0: when when I see like lefties or whatever. Try to like compare what we advocate to like Somalia. I see the exact same way of Jordan Peterson talking. Like, you no, know, I've never heard of like.
1: No, I, I I get the whole ANCAP you know, argument. Like, well, it's the ANCAP meme. Yeah, right?
0: look at what Bob Murphy said about uh, uh, Somalia. He said that it's ANCAPistan. It's like, no, that's not what he said. Why don't you actually read what the fuck he said and just stop looking at the headline, <laughs> the title of the article. I, I think that's that's what's happening, and that's what Jordan Peterson is doing. But but what's happening is there's a lot of postmodernists who claim that they're postmodernists, which aren't.
1: In in a way, I who believe- don't
0: understand it, but try to try to use it as like a platform to what they want. So like it's kind of like you know like um, a social justice warrior taking something that sounds like something they can they can use and then taking that and using it to their the, to their ends. Well, right even though and that's they're, not they're, what they would say that's not what they're saying. Like if you go and actually listen to the people who are actually deep entrenched in this philosophy, which I don't agree with again, <laughs> but if you listen to what they're saying, they're not saying what there's what other people are saying about them who allegedly agree with them. It's kind of like um and I love I love the analogy, sorry. But it's kind of like how communist and egoists <laughs> like when they when they talk you're just like shut the fuck up you don't know what the fuck you're talking or how they'll say like like and and you know and i've had someone tell me that like anarcho-capitalists need to be banned from this group because they're they're, they're spooky their whole ideology is just a giant spook and their avatar is <laughs> fucking you know a communist uh anarchist thing and i'm like dude do you not understand that Sterner would say the exact same thing about you?
1: <laughs> well, like, it's it's no actual self-realization or not being able to see outside of yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. and ref- and reflect on your own or on what the message or idea yeah. you're projecting. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to, regardless, fourth wave menism, egoism, <laughs> and and cap and calm. It comes down to. Ultimately, self reflection and what idea you want to project in the world. Yep. And whether you want to be, as I was speaking with Jim before about being do center, maybe, and say in the libertarian sphere, do center to the left or to the right, and any spectrum, any degree. Because you can go from, you know, say 180 is complete extreme, zero is neutral. There's an entire spectrum from 0 to 180 on where people are going to lie on, say, libertarianism, whether it no. be left or right. Whether it's uh, Chase Rachel's, where the fuck her name is. Oh, wait. His name is? <laughs> Respect his
0: pronouns, please.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a he? Well, I, I am so sorry. But regardless, whether it's that guy T, that douche Rachel's, or whatever spectrum they decide to fly on the right whatever spectrum that brian sovereign mk okay. lords whether you consider withs yeah rise uh, kathy Risenwitz, whether you consider us any part of that left spectrum i mean but so it's funny because both sides accuse me of being on the other side oh like the, but, far, but the that- far
0: left libertarians will accuse me of be like you're just an alt writer. don't fucking lie like i had, I had a youtube comment on <laughs> one of the one of the podcast episodes like you guys are alt writers don't fucking lie and it's like
1: whoa it's
0: funny because just like two days ago, I was I was being accused of wait
1: wait of being wait a is communist. it <laughs> wait does does that not make you the ultimate winner in the game yeah. the grand game because you've been if, you've been bastardized by the left and right and yet you've been centered the entire time because you but I, here's the thing inhabit like, both sides here's the
0: thing I want to make this very clear like I don't I, like I I consider myself to be like on the center of libertarianism <laughs> but I don't do it because like I think that center is right and anything that's that's not one side or the other is right and like I, I I think that ideological centratism is like the dumbest thing ever <laughs> it's, like I, I would much rather hang out with the leftist I would much hang out with like a straight up Nazi than hang out with someone who's just like I think everything in the middle of the road is right because
1: it's middle of the road like well, you... armored skeptic <laughs> Well, like, right, but you do realize that <laughs> in the end, you therefore become your own unique individual, your own right. And I think well, everybody should own, be unique. your own spec, right? Because everyone is not a snowflake, unique. Because <laughs> everybody is a you're, you're well, unique. Well, l- let's look at Kathy Risenwitz, right? So she she flirted with the whole libertarian ideal, then experienced a lot of blowback, maybe misogynistic, actually misogynistic tendencies. She bowed out. Other people, you know. Stayed in the game whatsoever, but still, she had things to include in the conversation. People on the far right, maybe Richard Spencer at some point, had things to include in a conversation. I've, I think all of them have things to talk about. I don't necessarily agree with
0: everything that they said. Well, say. no, and then that's the key. <laughs> and it, I disagree with Cassie Reisen was just as much as I disagree with Richard Spencer.
1: Right. Well, and th- there were certain <laughs> things, like, okay, so let's let's use Brian Sovereign as an example. And I disagree
0: with a lot of what he says yes, too.
1: I do I do too. But there's, there's... Because his
0: show is complete fucking terrible. You should not listen to it. I'm kidding, you should listen to it. Go ahead.
1: Never. No, <laughs> no. And and definitely don't, you know, give him a dollar a month for Patreon. No, no, no. no his his
0: Patreon shows are definitely not better than, than, than the weekly tech shit. show. Absolute te- absolute terrible, awful shit. Oh, he's trying to say ob- absolutely he said, terrible he's, tech? He said I that, mean he said that we were a garbage podcast. That's what he said. He included us on the – on the because, Well, no. He included you. How dare, how dare you. how dare you insult the Emoji Movie, which is the most fantastic film that has ever been recorded, ever been committed to celluloid? It is basically, as Clayton Hunt has said, and I completely agree with it, it is the movie adaptation of the unique in its property or the ego in its own. It is.
1: As I say this it's
0: inf- not just a cash grab for the just dance app wait, which wait, is now wait, available wait. on Android and iOS.
1: But yet as I say th- <laughs> as I say this in front of my awesome emoji movie swag. Yes. We're totally not paid off by this, but he is. He is paid off
0: by big ASCII art, and he's ba- being paid off by big Unicode, and this must be exposed, and you must sign the petition to get him to, to review the greatest movie that has been, ever been committed to cellulose, and I will say it again. It is the greatest movie to ever be committed to cellulose.
1: Wait. Would it, would it, be, would it be an insult if I would say if he did not do this, he would actually be supporting, yeah, co- he's supp- co- no, he's- supporting the <laughs> Holocaust.
0: Literally the Holocaust of emojis.
1: They all died because of him. Yes, and it's I'm- like a, it's like another showa. I'm not cutting that out.
0: No, no. I'm saying
1: no. No, what I'm saying is we should have cut after that because that would have been a great ending. No, no. It didn't it, it didn't the end show until must, I say worms. Wait, the show must go on. So that, yeah. are, are, are we playing Queen, Queen in the background? Because yes. And I must, as as my musical taste has changed in times. One thing I will never stop loving is Queen. You, I will stop loving is Queen's Reich. It's terrible. Music. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrible. Goddamn fucking And if, if Brian listens to Crane's right, damn, son, I'm sorry. You got to go. You oh. know that he would have a mullet. He would have a mullet.
0: Because the music that he listens to, you would have a mullet if he could grow hair. <laughs> if he could grow
1: hair. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's something in his genetic mutation that absolutely prevented him like, from growing hair.
0: Yeah, like... I, I would have had awesome hair if I, if I was able to grow well, hair. Well, you had
1: a genetic mutation, too, is because you're a ginger. I mean, you're, you're not. That's, 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 but but no, also, no, no, are no. you German? I mean, are you German? No, I'm ginger. That's well, even better. Well, they, so, no, therefore, you're no. an inferior race to the Germans. That's not true. It is true. No, no, no. Gen- gingers are the master race. Don't you ever forget that. Oh, well, you know, there's more than one master race. Because we must race, secure the right?
0: existence of our people and the future for our ginger kids.
1: Well, I, I, as an ally, ally of the, of the ginger people, I agree with All that, right. but I also must... We're still going to gas you, though. I know, but I'm... Gonna, <laughs> and I will white knight the ginger people until the day I am gassed. All right. So, where can people find more of what you do? Are
0: you still going to do the syntobia podcast? What's what's going on with that? So, there's a SoundCloud just got an injection of a whole bunch of money. By it
1: the way. did, and now I, I guess
0: it's going to be around for a few more years.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm actually starting to expand now to an actual podcast as opposed to a news brief. I didn't give a news brief in August because I because I didn't know necessarily the. Uh, The outcome of of the SoundCloud issue. But now that SoundCloud is maybe around for a few more years or whatnot, I will still do that. But I'm working on getting a logo made and then actual episodes, which I'll say I'm going to interview my barber who is a Vegas local. For the first episode, oh, that should be interesting. Yeah, it'll be inter- interesting because they'll talk about the hood and whatnot. But then, is it a blank
0: podcast at the moment, or?
1: Yeah, it's it's blank. I haven't created anything. Okay. I'm still looking. What I want to do. So, is... so
0: there's an RSS feed, so I can so people can add it to their thing. No, there's absolutely nothing. So yet. I won't link it yet. Don't link it yet. But once <laughs> it becomes I'll, live, once, once once it goes
1: live, I don't care who who else is co hosting with me. I'll, I'll I'll link it on there. Um. Yeah. No. Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um. God, I think I changed my username. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like Twof Subversion or something like that. Tao Subversion, that's right. Tao Subversion. Yeah, T A O. And I can't change that because I would, but it was something I originally was going with since I still kind of exhibit Taoist or Taoist uh, tendencies. Yeah.
0: You know what I should do? I should put like a bunch of like canela oil. Peanut oil in my wish list. <laughs> oh, and I'll, and I'll buy
1: it, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll send it right off to you. And I, and I would be, you know, saying Zig Heil because you're you're supporting big white peanut ca- or big oil, big Because <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not?
0: I'm in the mood for more for deep fried White Castle.
1: Deep fried for life. Yeah, deep, deep fried for life. I'm gonna go deep fried some White Castle. Yo ho, yo ho.
0: Yep. Don't forget to subscribe. Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, the 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 winners. I still haven't gotten a, uh, anything from Steve Miller Miller about who won the contest. Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: think Steve cares, huh? I don't think Steve cares.
0: Steve's been busy. Uh, we were supposed to be on the AnCat bar- AnCat Barber Shop, and I was just gonna be like, just tell me who won, and that way I could just <laughs> say it on the next show. <laughs> you know what? And then, and then, for 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 reasons, uh, we get, we weren't we're gonna make it on the show. So uh, wait. So do you have his phone number? No, but I need I need to do something about it because I have I have these things that's been taking up space in my closet Steve for a Miller, while. Miller, Miller,
1: I have, need to give either myself or Jim your phone number so therefore we can call you in Shitty Kensington, yeah, and say hey, what the fuck's up? But you
0: know what I can like what I can do now is now that. We have the submissions. We already read them off. We already know who submitted what when. I could say what's in the packages. <laughs> I can't say what's in the packages.
1: You could, or you just randomly mail them off. No, and... no, no.
0: Well, I might as well say it now because it will, maybe someone who whoever won. I don't know who won. I don't know who won. I want to send it off. To why don't someone you pick? Don't know. You know, why don't you say fuck Steve Miller? Miller. Because then I have to go through the whole thing and read it again. Well, you know that what? Was, that was the agreement that he was going to choose blindly. Yeah, but guess and, what? He and, did and not follow through people with people the, his agreement. Me of having a bias. So here, here, yes, you are here's biased. So therefore, you need the, to choose the winner. So I, now I'm not going to choose a winner, but I will. I will say what's in the package. And uh, do you know what? I want. I want everybody who listens to me who knows how to get a hold of Steve Millimetal to bother him at least. Tell me who won, because that way, that way, I can at least do it. Like if I can't get him on the show,
1: I can at least have. He needs at least to say or to you do in right. all, all caps on Facebook, the winner. At least tell me who won.
0: So here's what here was here's what was in the package. After all, I had a, a copy of "Libertarians Against Humanity" Volume Three. I had a whole bunch of um, um, what are they called? Um, BIPSTRONGS, you know, the Roost bands, A whole bunch of stickers. Uh, state speech is hate speech. Bad audio is a hate crime.
1: Bipco- Bitcoin. Um, oh, you mean all the old stickers that no one promotes anymore? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Gotcha.
1: Okay, so I that's had, free I
0: swag. Had, <laughs> it's a free swag. Uh, I had a Bipcot glow-in-the-dark uh, turntable slip mat, which, by the way, like you can you can just tack on your wall. It's just a giant Bipcot logo. It's actually kind of neat. And it glows in the dark. Um I had No one uh, cares
1: except Michael W Dean I, about that. I had a oh, the,
0: of course the flag the um that's my purse I don't know you flag. You know that I had that flag definitely. The Bobby the,
1: Hill Bobby Hill flag. in flag. And
0: I also have a Spook Craig flag which is the um That was the one that was I just threw something else in it. Spook Krieg. Yes. You mean the Spook War? So it's it's like looks like the Kekistani flag only it's teal like you know egoist anarchism. And it's got the, the Ghostbusters thing instead of a swastika. That's odd. No, And, just, and, and Stirner's in the corner. Wait, but if you specifically
1: label it Spook Krieg? Yeah, it's called the Spook Krieg flag. Dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> the Spook War yes, flag? I love yes, that. Holy
0: shit. <laughs> war with the Spooks.
1: Glad someone got it. Oh, that's the, first, <laughs> that's the first time I heard it. I'm like, oh shit, that is perfect. Yeah, Spook wow. Krieg flag. The Spook war. war. Yeah. War of the Spooks. Well, you know, we need to have a War of the Spooks page, and then there needs to be another contest. Yep. Who can create the best spook?
0: I think Mark's, Marks, or, Marks maybe, already did that. I
1: think Mark's won, but you know. Yeah, too
0: too late. Too late on that. We'll think of another contest, but until then, we're going to have to wait until Steve Miller really stops being lazy and gets on the podcast. Do it. Do it. Anyways, Centopia, Baron Worms, I'm out.
1: I'm done. Yeah, Bad words. <laughs> <laughs>